The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe an act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And once again, this week is no exception. Today, we're going to talk about relationships over 50, every aspect of those relationships from the beginning to making some type of a partnership to the end if it does end, or maybe a successful, happy marriage. Who knows? But we're going to get into that in detail, the entire spectrum of relationships over 50 with my special guest, a return guest, and a friend of Guys Guys Radio and TV, Silka Schwarzkopf. She's the uh, host and producer of Second Act TV. Uh, Silka's been a frequent guest on my show. I've been a frequent guest on Silka's show. We have great chemistry, great conversations, and hopefully we're helping a lot of people because Silka has uh, hosted so many experts in the dating and relationship area, and I wrote a book about uh, relationships from the male perspective called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, which is a, it's a novel, but it's all about relationships from the male perspective. It's kind of a uh, male version of Sex in the City, and it's been called that. And so we've, we've been able to trade stories and get into deep discussions on various aspects of relationships and the challenges and the ups and downs and ins and outs. And today we're going to get into all areas from starting, getting started, how to prepare to get back out into the marketplace. You know, there's so many single people out there today that are over 50. Over half of the people over 50 are single in the United States. It's amazing. So how do you get yourself ready? How do you determine what you want? How do you determine what's right for you? How do you put yourself out there? How do you do online dating or not? How do you meet people organically? What do you do when you have a first meeting? How do you how do you manage that? How do you qualify your prospects without interviewing them and putting them on the spot? How do you ask yourself what you want and what's right for yourself and be honest with yourself? How do you date when you're over 50? It's it's a new world out there. Um and then how do you define the relationship, the old DTR as they call it? Uh and when is the proper time to do that? And we're going to get into that and then making a partnership, forging a partnership that works for both people. Uh, maybe even taking it to the marriage if you want that or not. And then if it doesn't work out and you've been in a relationship, how do you get out of it? How do you end it in a way where you're kind and you're, you get away, you get your freedom, but you don't crush the other person in the process. And that happens all too often. So I think if you're over 50 and you're single and you want to explore possible relationships, this is the place to be. This is the show to check out. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Silk and I have great chemistry. We've had many discussions on this, but today we're going to take the entire arc of relationships over 50 from starting out to maybe finishing up. And I think you're going to enjoy it here on Guys Guys Radio. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, it's the interview portion of our show, and I'm delighted to have back a special guest, 
who's been on the show a few times, and her name is Silka Schwarzkopf. She's the host of Second Act TV and a, a growing YouTube show. I've been guests on there many times, and today we're going to talk about relationships. Uh, Second Act TV is really about um, helping people over 50 navigate the tricky dating world. So we're going to take a deep dive on Guys Guys Radio today with Silka, and we're going to talk about kind of the journey from getting out of a relationship to starting a new relationship all the way to marriage or it's over. And I'm delighted to have my friend and pal and uh, cohort Silka Schwarzkopf back on Guys, Guys Radio. Welcome, Silka. Good to see you. I love being here. Thank you for having me back. And yeah, I love my conversations with you. So let's let's see what we have to, what we can throw out there today. <laughs> All right. I think we've got a good one because we're going to talk about the whole ball of wax, if you will. When somebody, you know, there's so many people over 50 who are in the market. I think over 50% of people over 50 are single nowadays, which is, it seems crazy, but I guess people get divorced or they've never been married or they've become widows or widowers. And it's, uh, so it's the dating thing never ends uh, for some people, except for me, because I've been married for over a decade and I'm happy. So, but let's get into it. So let's start with, uh, what have you heard? Just a big picture Silka on Second Act TV. You've interviewed all of these relationship experts, men, women. Overall, what did they say about the state of the kind of uh, dating landscape, if you will, these days? Oh, depends on who you talk to. <laughs> uh, the you know, if we're talking about online dating or just um, you know, big pictures, in person, just... it, it's frustrating. Very, very frustrating frustrating, scary. Uh, it, it can be, obviously it can be a lot of fun, but there's a lot of, a lot of frustration that goes with it uh, in that you really have to prepare yourself for. So, so you don't, don't feel that way. Yeah. And I guess there's a lot of folks who they've been in long-term relationships and now, I mean, online dating is, isn't anything new, but it's a tool. If you know how to use it can really mm -hmm. jump start the process and expose you to a lot more people or it can be very frustrating because there's always this, I've always heard this honesty issue when you're dealing with online dating, but anyhow, we'll get into that. Let's say, let's do this. Let's say you're a, a, a man or a woman and you're getting into, let's start with the ladies here. You want to get back into the dating pool. You, maybe you've been divorced for a couple of years. The kids have grown or maybe not, but you have to get back out there at a certain point. What should you do before you put yourself out there? What is there any type of prep work that you need to do before you go back into the dating pool, if you will. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people don't do. And that's exactly. where the where the frustration really, really starts. And, you know, and I'm I'm a perfect example of this. I, you know, Second Act TV is really sort of mirrors my life. What, <laughs> you know, what I went through in this after, you know, get, get, I, I left a 25 year marriage, uh, then started, you know, got divorced, then started dating again you know, few people, whatever, got into a new relationship that I've been in with over, you know, 10 years now, et cetera. So everything you just described, uh, you know, I, I'll bring myself into it. Maybe that, that can help clear some things up or, you know, or cloud them or I don't oh, yeah. know. <laughs> yep. uh, the biggest thing, Robert, is, is just to know that you're ready to start dating again. You know, are you really ready? Why are you going back on the market? Do you want to find love again? Or are you lonely? You know, you really have to uh, look inside as to where you are and really what, what you want now. 
Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I think what the, for our discussion, for our listeners and viewers out there, it's really, you know, the name of the show is Guys, Guys Radio, and it's about kind of men. But I think it's important that we hear what women have to say about going into this, the relationship landscape and the dating landscape to get a better sense. So if you're a guy, you can pick up a lot of like uh, somebody like Silco, who is a host experienced and has talked to so many different experts in the area, as well as their own personal experience. And then for me, I can pipe in with some of the guys, guys perspective from what I've heard and what I've experienced. So hopefully everybody wins here. And that's what we do on guys, guys radio. So let's go to the kind of the first steps in getting back in the mix. So you have to really take a look at yourself from what you were saying, Silka, uh, before you go out there, know what you want, know what you have to offer, and then look at the the ways of getting back out there. Now, obviously, the number one way that we touched on is is online dating. Is that the best way to get started? And if so, how do you approach that? And how many of these venues do you get involved in? And even which venues seem to work best for a lot of the people who are newer to get back into the marketplace? Uh, well, okay. So yes, online dating probably is, uh, by saying the best, it's the most efficient, but it also brings the, the efficiency brings a lot of, uh, well, a lot of stuff you have to deal with that you wouldn't otherwise. I mean, online dating is like the best and the worst that has happened to dating. A lot of people will, will say, because you have the opportunity to all of a sudden, you know, well, meet hundreds, if not thousands of people (laughs) all across the world. But at the same time, you know, you have to fish through that and put up with a lot of, you know, crap in the meantime. And it's, it's getting yourself ready for that. And just understanding that you're going to have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find, find that, that prince, the meeting in real life, of course, you know, is, is still the best way to do it, but you're limited. You're limited in your social circles. You're limited ge- geographically. So maybe if you can, you know, combine the two somehow that, uh, you know, is your, is your best bet to, to getting back out there. Okay, if that's the case, in terms of time is uh, an issue, the clock is ticking when you're over 50 and uh, you you don't want to, you know, triple, you know, tax yourself by having like multiple dates, like four dates in one night. A lot of younger people, they go out there, they're they overbook, they triple book. They're they're out there all the time. If you're over 50, and you've been in a relationship, you don't you don't want to make it too much of a game, understanding that dating is a should be a fun sport, but you mm-hmm. want to qualify and you want to get down to business. So what are some of the things to do that a woman can do to quickly qualify a guy and say, okay, uh, I want to, I want to get to, I want to meet this guy in person. Well, we're talking dating sites now, if you're on, uh, now I I have to say that I'm not familiar with all the swiping stuff. I I got off the dating sites about 10 years ago. I was, I'm a match.com success story. Me too. (laughs) You know, uh, we, we, we met on match and yeah, we're together 12 years later. So what I, what I think holds true on, on any of this is putting, putting yourself out there authentically. You know, don't don't pretend to be somebody you're not or 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 pretend to be who you want to be, <laughs> you know, put, put yourself out there how, how you are. If there's something you don't like about yourself, then that's maybe something you have to work on before you get before you get back out there. But that, that that's the first thing. The other thing is to be positive, put put out positive uh statements positive you know don't what i'm trying to say is don't don't put out there what you don't want 
you know, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't, that to me, if, if like, if a guy did that would be an immediate, okay, no, thank you. I I don't, you know, I, I want to know what, what you want, what you like and what you, you know, maybe hope to have versus I don't do this. And I bring that up because that is so many people do that because they've, they've gotten frustrated. And that that's probably for me, in my opinion, the, the quickest way to qualify someone. The, the next is when you do become, uh, you know, you maybe you receive a message from a man or maybe you initiated the contact and then he writes you back or not. To me, a big thing was how how they conversed or sent me that first message. Did they actually read my profile? <laughs> <laughs> Which a lot of people do. There, there is, again, so many times you get these messages. Hey, beautiful. Or, uh, you know, hi, what you up to? What you just <laughs> like, what am I going to say to that? That That is, that's skip. I mean, it's not even, it, it was funny because at first, and again, we're talking here, this was like 11 years ago or so. I, I felt like I needed uh, to respond to everyone just to be nice, you know, unless it was just a, you know, bad message or something. But I always felt the obligation if somebody reached out to me that I would at least respond. And I, today I wouldn't advise that if, if it's like, if it's something that you just, just, no, keep, there's keep just, yeah, just keep going just keep going. And especially if there was no effort put into the, the, the way the man, you know, reached out. Now, if he sent it, you know, actually, oh, hey, I saw in your profile, you know, you did this and wow, that was a great ski trip, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if there was a little bit of effort there, then that, that, that I believe deserves a reply. Even if you right away, you see, you know, or you think you see that this is not something you want, but the, hey there, or hi, or no, just get 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 rid of all that. That that that's one quick way <laughs> to start eliminating. Love it. My special guest on Guys Guys Radio return guest, one of my favorite people, Silka Schwarzkopf, host of the Red Hot YouTube <laughs> sensation Second Act TV about all things over fifty. A lot of it is about relationships. So so glad you're back on the show. Let's talk about honesty a little bit, because that's always an issue when we're, mm -hmm. and then we can move on from the online world, because it's a, I always look at it as like, a, it's kind of a necessary evil or like Route 17 was when I used to live in New Jersey, where, yeah. you know, it's always crowded, but you got to take it type of thing. So right. I always, I came up with a thing called the 85% rule. I assume that everybody's fibbing at a certain point. When you get to the things like age, mm -hmm. you know, you could be a really hot looking 52 year old. And you could be a horrible looking 52 year old who's aged much more rapidly. Right. And so is it OK to say 49? So I don't know. I, I, I figured I'm going to meet the person and I'll, I'll decide when I meet them if, if somebody I want to meet. And I always figured that if these, this person lives up to 85 percent of their profile, I figured that's a level set. Anything over that, yeah. that's real good. That in fact that I'm going going to actually meet them. That means I'm interested. And if it's below that, they better not be too far below. But that was <laughs> just a game I played with myself. What are your thoughts on honesty? Because it seems to be a real trigger point, particularly for the women. Like the guy's lying. He said he's tall and he's really five foot two, or he's full head of hair but he's bald and like you, or he's <laughs> slim and he's. I met him. He's fifty pounds heavier. What mm -hmm. do you, you know? There is lies. That, uh, there is dishonesty. There 
It, uh, there is. And some of it is intentional. Uh, it, I, I ask, you know, why? Why would you put that out there if you're actually going to meet this person? Well, there's a lot of people on there. They don't, they don't they're just like being in, you know, in conversation with someone. They have no intention of meeting one. That actually does happen, too. Really? Uh, but then the yes, the whole thing about age, weight, et cetera. Is is huge, is big. And that's they say that's one of the biggest disappointments in a first date is when you walk in there and you don't uh, represent, you're not representative of what you have out there. You know, maybe you used old pictures. People, I don't know why people mm-hmm. do that, but they do. Uh, you know, they, yes, they, they enhanced perhaps their physique. <laughs> uh, in terms of, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, you know, a few pounds heavy. I, I don't know what it is, but again, that, that's, it's so important that you just, you, you put out there what, what, who you really are. Now, age has, a, has an additional caveat because of the way that the sites work and how, um, well, how you're slotted, you know, you have to, you choose an age range that you want to attract. And then, well, and then you're supposed to put your age, you you know, and sure. sometimes, sometimes the, the reason that people lie about their age is because they think they look younger, maybe they do, and they don't want to be excluded, right. you know, from, from those searches because they think they can date somebody, uh, especially the guys, you know, 10, 10 years younger, 15 years younger, et cetera. So some women and men, but I think this is maybe more prevalent for women do lie about their age. So they don't get knocked out of a certain category. And that's a tough one. That's a tough one to, to reconcile. Uh, for me, because I, I I get it. When I was dating at 50, 51, I, I would have told you, no, you just, you, you've got to be honest. You know, you're, they're going to find you. Uh, you're going to meet somebody. Well, then you're, you're, you're a liar right off. Now that I'm approaching uh, Medicare, <laughs> if I had to get back out there now, I thought about this during an interview the other day. How would I handle that? Because I do think I, I look pretty darn good for my age. <laughs> so it turns you know, into a positive, yeah. right? You can turn you can turn it into a positive at a certain point, right? Yeah, but how do I? How, <laughs> I mean, I would like to think that I would still do the, you know, say at sixty or whatever. But I get it. I get why people do that. I think, um, and there's there's little hacks you can do. You know, you, you maybe you slot yourself for the search, uh, but then right away in your profile, say, "Hey, I put that there because blah 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 blah." But my real age is this. Because if you start with a lie, and you meet that person right. with you know, by not having to you know divulge that, I think it just you start off on the wrong foot. Got it. Um, okay, so let's get because we got a lot of ground to cover here. So let's get to the first meeting. So mm-hmm. uh, and I did mention actually, I want to touch on one other area: meeting organically. You're in like I, I'm in Southern California. I go out with my wife. Like I, we got to go to Trader Joe's. We got to stop at Sprouts. We got to stop at like Jimbo's, whatever. And it's all hot women in these places. I'm like, this is unbelievable. So if you were a, a woman, what? How would you? Is it okay to approach a guy at a supermarket? And if a guy approached you? I mean, I guess they have to do better then. Are these melons ripe, right? 
I like that example. That's funny. <laughs> uh, you know, a uh, uh, grocery store is great. Um, yeah, that. Uh, first of all, yeah. To, to answer your question, yes, it's absolutely okay for for a woman to approach. It can be a little uh, awkward sometimes, but it's awkward for for men too. And in in today's world in our culture, it's almost required that the woman uh, at least halfway approaches because men get accused of you know sexual harassment. I mean, right. it's, it's it's really it's bad. I feel sorry for guys in that in that respect. You know, is she going to be offended? Blah blah blah. So women actually, you know, we really have to encourage men that it's okay. It's okay to approach. And grocery stores, I mean, it's so easy to strike up conversations, you know. Oh, hey, yeah, I see you got that cheese. Does that work? Is that good? I mean, maybe I say that because for me, it's easy. It's probably not so easy for some people. Uh, But the bottom line, it's okay. And maybe you should just go out and practice it, even Mm -hmm. if you're not, (laughs) you know, just strike up a conversation with anybody. So you become comfortable, comfortable in doing that. Okay, so we're moved to the next step in uh, building a relationship on the journey, if you will, on the path, following the yellow brick road. So the first meeting. So I noticed in the online world that a lot of women would tell me these guys, they take them out the first time, expensive restaurant they've never met. They say, you're the woman for me. I love you. you want, you're going to be my future wife. And it was very uh, uh, stressful for the women mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, my God. And, and, and if, just in case it doesn't work right there you you have to spend you have to invest a couple of hours with this person and it might go nowhere it's just a lot so what's a good way to get kind of get started i believe in starting casually when you first meet keep it short but I want to leave it to you for the. For the a- absolutely. I am 100%. First of all, it gets so expensive, especially for men, if they initiate the dates and have to pay for them to go to dinner. I, I wouldn't want to commit to dinner unless I already knew this person. I mean, okay. like you said, you're going to end up sitting across from them at least an hour. That can be just a horrible hour. <laughs> <laughs> if if you meet for a drink or something casual, you can always uh, you know decide to continue the meeting, but don't put all that pressure. Don't, don't put that pressure uh, up first. I know there's women that say, well, if he doesn't take me out to dinner, I'm, you know, but there's something wrong there. If a woman is demanding like that, uh, then I would stay away from her, quite frankly, talking to men now. Uh, mm-hmm. It is absolutely okay. And it's recommended from the experts I talk with and from my own personal experience to, you know, maybe meet for coffee, glass of wine. If you don't drink, that's okay. But still, the yeah, right. I think the, the happy hour hour, even if you don't drink, it, it, it's at the end of the day where you can start to relax a little bit. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you're not quite as nervous as maybe meeting for lunch and having to go back to work, depending on where you, what stage in life you're in. Uh, but that's, that's important. And that's, frankly, like Paul and I met that way. We met for happy hour. We were just going to, you know, see if we liked each other. We ended up sitting there for five hours and had dinner. Wow. <laughs> so the first night, first night, the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, really nice. So that does happen. You know, it does happen. And then there were those times when I met for happy hour and it was a you know, nice guy. And, but you know, I knew that this was, uh, thank God it wasn't dinner. No you know, that right? the 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 other thing that that I think is super important is that you have some sort of conversation before I with anybody I ever met in person I talked on the phone with at least you know four four or five times to where there was some 
kind of rapport already going. I would never go meet somebody just cold. From and, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but for me that wasn't right. I I wanted to hear the voice and I wanted to have some some sort of rapport as much or as little as that can be uh in place. Then and then before, you know, I would I would go see them in person. Yeah, I agree 100% and the story I'm sure I must have told this to you that um when I met my wife, she went on to match for a three three day weekend, uh, three yeah. weekends, I think. Weekend. And she winked at me, and I wrote back to her, and then she wrote back to me, and I said, "Okay, how about a phone call?" Because my thing mm-hmm. was, I need to hear the voice, right? Because there's an energetic exchange when when you hear somebody's voice, and mm-hmm. she's like, "No, let's just meet," and I'm like, <laughs> "I don't do that." And then I'm like, "Well." I made the rules up so I can break them. So we met in person. It was the first Mm -hmm. time I did that. And and here we are together. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe in the rules of thumb, but I also believe that since dating is a fun sport, we always have to be flexible to say, well, maybe I break my own rule this time. But mm-hmm. um, I always wanted to hear the other person's voice. And I'm surprised my wife didn't want to talk to me on the phone because she has a, <laughs> she has a lovely voice. And I'm like, whatever, you know, I guess everybody's different. And I was the only person she met online. Well, I can't talk for her. What, what <laughs> popped in my head is like, maybe she just want to get it over with. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this for three days. No, let's just meet. <laughs> and it, it, really, you know, she might have been, I don't know if you guys ever discussed this. Maybe she was nervous too. It's no, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'll look okay. uh, Or maybe she was just so confident that, uh, you know, what, whatever it was, it worked, it worked for you. I think as a rule, I wouldn't recommend that. I, 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 I as a rule, completely. I would um, definitely have a conversation, have a conversation first, because that will tell you a lot most of the time. <laughs> So when we've had a good first meeting, like you did and like I did, and we want to keep mm-hmm. going, what's a good way uh, and, and a way that doesn't put pressure on but feels good about, okay, who makes the next move? How do you get a date going? I always think as a guy, I always like, if I had a good time, I would say I had a good time. I'd like to see you again. Or I'd, uh, usually I'd wait sometimes and sit, maybe they'd send me a text saying it was great meeting you or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you get the vibe if you can see them again. Um, or or not, but um, I figured just do what you want to do. If you want to see them again, say, I'd like to see you again, and then ask them out and come up with something based on likes that they said they had. I like mm-hmm. this type of food, or I like this type of movie, or I like this type of art, or museum, whatever. Come up with an idea that they've expressed they have an interest in that area. Yes. So it shows that you're paying attention, at least. That's always a good, you always get a check mark for that. What's your sense in terms of how to how to keep the relationship, keep that momentum going. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, well, a couple of different ways. One, well, this is funny too with, you know, with Paul and I, I'll I'll throw my personal experience into it. You know, we had obviously had a wonderful time, talked about all kinds of stuff, um, you know, just really enjoyed each other. And then um, when when he said goodnight, you know, he walked me to the car and just said, well, you know, I had a really great time and kind of punched me on the arm. (laughs) There was no kiss, no hug. And that was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then the next day, I, you know, I, I talked to one of my girlfriends. Like, oh, how was your date? I said, oh, well, no, we had a great time. I really liked him. I said, but you know what? I don't think I'm going to hear from him again. And she goes, well, why? I said, I don't know. I I, I don't know. And then just but two hours later, he, uh, he, he texted me he goes oh we had a great time would love to see you again you know maybe we'll go to dinner so in this case i i bring this up because i i waited because of i felt the the, the when we left it was a little awkward 
I, I didn't know what, you know, if he had any intention of seeing me again. But as a woman, you know, you I I say absolutely reach out. You know, maybe I should have sent a text that said, you know, hey, thank you. You know, I had a great time. Would like to see you again. That would have been perfectly okay. I in this particular instance, I chose not to do that. But I think I would recommend that to women because that also opens it up for the man. Maybe he was like me, like, oh, I don't know, she'll see me again. <laughs> you never know what what kind of impressions you leave on that first date right. because because of nervousness and mis misrepresenting whatever. And however, if if he doesn't reply or, you know, I, I wouldn't do it more than once, certainly not more than twice. Then you know that, you know, there's no interest there. Otherwise, otherwise he would have. And and I, I would say the same thing to a man. I think, I think for a man, it makes more sense, uh, not more sense, but it's more, um, uh, well, historically appropriate mm-hmm. <laughs> for the man to follow up and ask and ask out again. Uh, but again, if, if you're, you know, if you don't get a reply or you don't uh, get a positive response, then yeah, move on. Yeah. I, I would say that um, either, either person should send a text or something saying had a really great time. Mm-hmm. Now I understand that. I don't think the woman needs to say, I'd like to see you again. Cause that's really kind of showing her cards. And I don't think a man, a man should put her in a position where she has to show her cards that way. But if she said, I had a really nice time, thank mm-hmm. you, whatever. Then it's up to him to say, Hmm, I wonder if she wants to see me again. Then he has to yeah. make a move if he's interested. Now I think that works. I'm not saying that's in every situation, but I think that that's important. I know for myself, after I saw my wife, we were together for a couple of hours and stuff. We took a walk after we had a little light appetizer-y type, uh, oh, something nice. to eat outside. And we were in New York. We walked along a park and then I, by the river, and then I went off. I let kind of let her go. And she was like, where's he going? I actually had set up another Match.com meetup. <laughs> you dog, you. I, was a dog. I figured, <laughs> hey, I'm single. I can do, what's the difference if I go tomorrow or tonight? I never met this this lady so uh and i ended up realizing when i met the other person like i already met the person i need to be with so Mm -hmm. i just went back to to that but i think it it means something if you say thank you um whether you want to see the other person again but always say one person Mm -hmm. should say thank you the other person just make a connection there and then you can Mm -hmm. take it get into dating and if i'm a guy again I try to set up a real date and maybe it won't, you know, nowadays yeah. woman wants to say, I'm going to set up a date based on what he said. I have tickets to something, to the ball game, whatever, whatever works, that's good. And you get going. Now, yeah. here's the critical thing, Silka, <laughs> you get to the point in a relationship and I've heard about it on your show is that defining mm-hmm. the relationship. Now, to me, this is something that guys don't think about. Do I have to define the relationship? Why can't I just, just live it? What is yeah. this thing about defining relationship? What is it? And what does it mean? Well, you want to know where you stand, especially if you're going to start getting sexually active. You know, is this going anywhere? How does he feel about me? Yeah, it's more of a woman thing. I, I agree with you. I, I, I actually think there's two diff. So D, yeah, DTR, the DTR talk. It has an acronym now. DTR. <laughs> DTR, define the relationship. I love it. Yeah. And uh, it's this came up, you know, from the younger folks who really there's so many different relationships now. They really do. They put out a manifesto what what it all means. But you want there's a difference for me. Well, defining is so constrictive. What I do care about is exclusivity. I want to know if I'm if we're exclusive. 
and and that's something I did with Paul as well. You know, it's not okay for you to, or for us to see other people given where we are at our relationship, you know, right right now. So there's a difference between being exclusive and I think having a definition to where you are than having to live by that. And what does that mean? And what does exclusive mean? You know, does that mean you can't go to lunch with, you know, an old girlfriend or an old friend? No, these are, those are all things that fall into that category that do become important. And incidentally, if, if you're new to online dating, or one of the things you're going to run into is at what point do you get off the dating side? When do you shut your profile down? That's, that's huge. If you think you're dating this person exclusively or you really like them and then you see them active that causes exactly. all sorts of right. and having said that if you see them active that means you're on the site <laughs> right. so the, the whole shutting down your profiles is probably a conversation you need to have or where you just say you know i, I really like you i want to i, I want to see where this goes and i'm gonna i'm gonna you know i'm gonna get off the the the, the media side so and then see what he says or that. Uh, I love it because that brings up a story. Um, again, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio, Silka Schwartz, host and talent on Second Act TV, the Red Hot YouTube channel. I'm a guest there many times, so check out, subscribe to it, and you can see Silka, and you can see some experts on uh, relationships over 50, and you might even see me on there because I'm on there often. So oh, to, get, yeah. to get back to the question about when do you kind of get off the dating site? Well, I got busted on this, of course, breaking all the rules with the person who turned out to be my wife. She said, what are you still, after we had gone out a few times, she goes, what are you, I saw you're still on match. I'm like, I assumed she was too. And I said, oh, I, aren't you? She said, no, I thought what we would do is we kind of go out with each other and then see how it went. And if it works out, we'll keep going out. And if it doesn't, we'll go our separate ways. But I like to just do one thing at a time. And I was thinking, wow, I'm like Mr. Juggled Multitasking, like everybody in New York, every dating five people at the same time. Maybe this is a better way because mm -hmm. you can at least get a sense as to how it would be to be with this person. I said, OK, I got off the site and I never went back on again. Mm -hmm. And here we are. So actually, simple can be better. Dating one mm -hmm. person at least to get a sense as to, OK, if you like them, if you don't, yeah. obviously, if you you have to be willing to say, I'm going to give up my, you know, uh, the other people I'm seeing to see this one person or I'm not going to keep pursuing. Let's see where this goes. That's right. actually it's a little bit old school, but I really like it a lot because you're being I, honest with yeah. yourself. You're giving it a chance. You're giving the other person a chance. It's really a good thing. I, I totally, totally agree. If you like this person, then don't don't go out with a whole bunch of other people. It, it just, it, yeah, it, that's that's being good to yourself doing that. If you don't, and then what, one thing I wanted to add was if you don't have a connection, if you don't want to see them again, you know, instead of ghosting, which is, of course, right. the prevalent thing now, just not to say anything, is uh, Sandy uh, Wiener, you've had her on your show sure. too. She's, she brought, you know, the, just say that, hey, I, I enjoyed meeting you. We had a nice conversation, but I don't feel, I don't feel the connection. I don't feel any connection that you really don't have to explain any more than that, which is something I always did. You know, I did, I wanted to not hurt somebody or, and you get into all these explanations that can end up being pushbacks. Just, you know, I, I don't feel the connection for a romantic relationship. And now you have them ghosted. You're just, you're moving on. 
And if you like them, well, then move on <laughs> until either you're told that or, you know, it works. A lot of the online dating, I know people get frustrated and online dating doesn't work. No, it does. Online dating does work. So it's just a matter of agreeing to keep playing it, um, you know, for as long as you need to, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's a game and it's going to come yeah. with, uh, you know. life's a game. So just Mm -hmm. because this is a way where you can meet a lot of people that you wouldn't ordinarily meet and prospective prospective partners. So Mm -hmm. it's going to come with some, you know, dishonesty. It's going to come with some people that you're going to waste some time. You want to manage it. You want to respect yourself, be your authentic self, respect the other people, no matter how bad they behave. Some people aren't going to be, they're going to ghost you this and that. Just keep going. And it, mm-hmm. it could work out. And I'm not going to say it's a guarantee, but I, no. I found, I think both of us were in long-term relationships based mm-hmm. on online dating. So it can right. work. So we get to the point now we're in, a, we've defined the part, we find we DTR uh, <laughs> and uh, it's going well. Now, yeah. some people, and I find people over 50, the ones I know, one partner wants to get married and the other one's like, I'm done with marriage. And they either go one way or the other. What's what's the importance or is there importance of getting married again when you're over 50? Oh, what do you hear? Such a huge issue, such a huge issue, Uh, because at 50, I mean, you, you know, hopefully you've amassed some sort of stuff that, you know, so many more things enter into the considerations of marriage, uh, you know, at, at this point in, in our life, uh, not to say the least of which I don't want to be married again. Like, I, I don't want to be married again. And luckily, Paul doesn't either. We we know we're going to be, you know, together forever. We own house together. We live together. We don't want marriage. We don't want to bring, you know, the 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 the, the state into our life to govern that. We're that's us. That's not saying it's not right uh, for for somebody else. But there is we we do bring, especially women, still the we should get married, or that the ultimate uh, success of a relationship is defined by marriage, and that's a lot. We yeah, it's something that everybody just kind of has to define for themselves, because there's a lot of different types of relationships now, especially uh, after 50, when maybe you don't want to share space with somebody again, but that doesn't mean you don't want to be with them forever. Uh, Paul and I, we had what's called a a long um, living together apart, LTA, (laughs) all these easy for me to say acronyms now, where we maintain separate residences. But we, you know, one week we were here, one week we were there. Sure. Mm-hmm. But we still had that, you know, that it, and that worked for for a long time. And I, and I, I sometimes credit that, or maybe you know, just credit that for us having lasted this long and getting to know each other slowly. I mean, we're all about this taking the relationship slow, and we did, and you know, so far so good. And you were both previously married. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that's a caveat too. Because somebody who's never been married. I mean, for me as a guy, I was kind of curious about it. And um, for other people who, you know, if a, w- a woman hasn't been married and there's an opportunity with the right guy, she'd probably say, okay, well, let, uh, you know, it's a big deal. So let's, mm-hmm. let's do it. Do it. And said, I don't know too many women who have said, I never want to be married ever. I haven't heard that. That could be mm-hmm. true. I've heard guys say that, but I haven't heard women mm-hmm. say that. But I'm not saying it's yeah. not necessarily the case, but 
It, it's not prevalent. I would agree with that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So then I also, from personal experience, I know a guy, he was married 20 years. He got divorced. He met somebody else. They got married. The day the divorce went through, he got married. Mm-hmm. The Lost the man. What, what is yeah. that? And I'm uh, a guy. I don't, I don't even get that. Like I, The statistics support that, Robert, is that men are much more likely to get remarried and, and get remarried like, quicker boom. than women. Yeah. Just boom. Yeah. And I I don't totally understand it either, whether they're just used to being, you know, having that someone being a couple being, uh, but yeah, the stats support, I think for men, the average is two years or something. And for women, it's like eight years. And uh, I think John Gray had that. And I just recently read it somewhere too, that just very big discrepancy in stats, stats about that. And, and women don't, the reason they don't get married again quick, it's not because they can't find anyone, maybe some, but because they don't want to. That's a big misnomer that women want to, uh, you know, just want to get married again. A lot of us are, you know, we don't want to be in that situation again and having to, to you know, to is do it whatever. the state you had mentioned? Is it the state or is it the idea of the what? What is it? The shackles or is it the state or what? Is, what is it? Because you mentioned well, but, but state, I said but... don't put the state into it. It's all the legally. You know, you, you okay. bring so much legal stuff into right. that sort of a union that yeah. that can be, yeah, that just complicates it. For me, there there is maybe it's mentally. I don't know. Uh, I, I I like not being mar- married. I, to me, it's like we want to be together. We don't need to have, um, you know, a, a contract. To we're perfectly comfortable with that. I think for both of us being married, we're like, ooh, now we're married. <laughs> it, 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 again, it's just you know, I'm sharing my my personal opinion, my personal experience. Some will agree, some disagree, but the the whole idea of marriage to me is is not appealing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the last area is then, okay, so let's say some folks get married, some don't. And then there's the relationships over time that don't work out. Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the best way? I guess I know every situation is different, but what's the best way to kind of untangle and get out of a relationship in a way where it's not going to destroy people's lives? Or is there a way? Well, just don't destroy the other lot. I mean, you just have to be on it. Just, you know, treat somebody else the way you'd want to be treated. Yes, things don't work out. That doesn't mean, you know, you, you, if it's a marriage that you have to rack them over the coals or that. It just also depends on what the circumstances of the breakup are. Uh, That's a tough question to answer other than. Just don't do something that's unnecessarily cruel, because if nothing else, you're going to feel have some level of guilt or or you look down on yourself. Eventually, it doesn't it's, it's not it doesn't help anyone. You know, if you could keep things amicable, you'll do yourself a huge favor, you know, in addition to the other person. I, I don't know that I can give yeah, you much I, I, better I answer than yeah. that. And I think I yeah. overspoke with the, uh, I don't mean destroy somebody's life, but sometimes break mm-hmm. their heart. That that happens a lot. Break their heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you likely are. You you yeah. you probably are. If the if 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 you're pulling out to where where somebody is really in, that that that's going to happen. And and do you find people <laughs> fall out of love over the time, of course, of a long term relationship? Like they're together ten. 15 years and that's just they don't love the other person the same way anymore they're just like 
roommates. Well, people change, and especially longer, like when you got married at a younger age. By the t- if you got married in your 20s, you're not the same in your 50s. Right. So many things have happened, and that's why so many of the, the over 50 marriages break up. Great divorce, you know, another phenomena. So I think by the time we get here, we know more what we want. Um, we hopefully see, you know, find, look for that, find that. Although the stats don't really support that either. Second and third marriages have even a higher uh, a divorce rate. Right. It goes to 60 to 70%. I don't know if, if we're like, okay, got married. It, it's an easier decision to get divorced again because you already did. <laughs> uh, and it's not, hasn't been that long. But I, I, I think that you have a better chance of a, of a lasting relationship at this age than you did if, when, you know, you were married. Uh, again, it's not true for everybody. Those high school sweethearts our age that are still together. And then there's, the, you know, those that are not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think being, I, I mean, I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted, um, you know, fluctuated back and forth a few times, but ultimately I knew what I wanted. And I, I think unless we've just been totally uh, jaded or something, we, we all know that at this point. Okay. Terrific conversation. Silka Schwarzkopf, host of Second Act TV, the YouTube sensation, and a friend and a special guest here uh, once again on Guys Guys Radio. Last bit of advice for our listening and viewing audience in terms of getting back into the relationship, the dating pool, leading towards relationships, and who knows, maybe even married after you've done your DTR, of course. (laughs) To to me, it always comes back to just your mindset mindset, uh, positive outlook, believing it's possible is so important. If you have a negative m- mindset, you're, it's it's going to be a negative experience. If you're willing uh, to have a positive experience, to bring excitement, maybe bring some adventure to it, then you, you're, you're going to have that. Uh, that's probably, in, in a nutshell, the biggest uh, piece of advice I can give. That's what I hear, and I and I see it and hear it from people who have done so successfully. Great. Thank you so much, Silka. YouTube's sensation, Second Act TV. <laughs> Check it out. Subscribe. You'll see your guys guy there also often. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Robert. All right. It's Guys Guy Radio. Another fascinating, insightful, hopefully helpful conversation with Silka Schwarzkopf, the producer and host of YouTube's hot Second Act TV channel. I hope you'll check out the, uh, Silka's channel and subscribe, as well as, of course, subscribing to Guys Guys Radio, or we call it Guys Guys TV on YouTube and Rumble. But what did we learn today about relationships over 50? Well, you know, people are people. So you want to treat people with respect, no matter what age you are inv- getting involved in relationships or getting out of a relationship. And you also want to respect yourself. And the first step to a good relationship or even getting into the marketplace is you really have to step back and say, okay, who am I? What have I been through? What do I want? What do I have to offer? What's going to make me happy? And do I have room in my heart for somebody else? Am I making room for somebody else? Or am I going to throw all my problems, all my baggage at somebody new and complain about my former partners 
and have that kind of block myself from really becoming happy or giving myself a chance to find joy and love and uh, sharing in a partnership, which is really what you want. So it, the point is, the takeaway is, you really want to start with ourselves. You want to look at yourself and say, who am I? What have I been through? What have I learned? Do I love myself first? What will make me happy? What do I have to give? What can I give? What do I want to give? How would I define a relationship that really works for me? What would be the parameters there? Do I want to be married or not? What type of partnership do I want? It's up to you. But before you get out there, ask yourself some of those questions. Because if you start, I've, I've been on, uh, I've done the online dating thing. And I became pretty good at it before I, I met my, uh, my wife and got married. And we met online, but I made sure that um, I was careful with dating people online who hadn't gone online yet and didn't know what they want. Because invariably they'd say, oh, this is interesting. And then I knew I was a test case. On the flip side of that, my, my wife went on for a free uh, promotional weekend on Match. And I was the only person she met, and we ended up getting married. So anything can happen, but you really want to just take stock and take inventory of yourself before putting yourself back out there. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening on KCAA Radio in Southern California at 8 p.m. Pacific Time. 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The show rebroadcasts every Sunday at 6 p.m. The podcast, YouTube, and Rumble post throughout the day on Thursday. You can watch our interviews on YouTube and Rumble. So it's just the interview. You don't get the open and close of the show. But if you want to watch me interview and have conversations with our guests, that's cool. And uh, we're also on UK Health Radio, the world's largest talk radio station, talk health radio station in the world. It's digital, so it's online, and you can listen to it whenever you want. You can go to their website, and uh, you can uh, uh, search for my show, Guys Guys Radio, and you can listen to any episode you want that they have since we started partnering with them on demand, or you can listen to the current shows four times every weekend. So you've got a lot of options to either listen or watch Guys Guys Radio and Guys Guys TV. And if you enjoy the guests and the content I bring you each and every week on the shows, I ask you one favor. It doesn't cost you anything. Just please subscribe, follow, like. If you subscribe to our YouTube, that really helps because we're really building a following there pretty quickly. And what's great about uh, our show on YouTube is that, you know, most things on YouTube, you know, they're little four-minute sound bites, this or that. We've got an entire program. We've got 40-minute interviews on there, and people are signing up and subscribing. And as you know, on Guys Guys Radio, we have a great array a wide array of different types of guests. We cover wellness, we cover spirituality, we cover metaphysics, we cover relationships, sports, New York Times best-selling authors, celebrities, um, all types of uh, wellness and health tips that we have. We've done shows recently on uh, breathing, on the Wim Hof uh, cold immersion method, on mindfulness, on channeling, on dowsing, on... Uh, intermittent fasting. So we do a lot of things across the board. Our kind of go-to and our foundation coming out of the source material for everything Guy's Guy has been 
relationships and relationships in particular over 40 or 50 kind of in the second half of our lives and I think you can really cull a lot of information from there. You can also catch more about me and my work on my website robertmanni.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness there all posted all in depth for free and then you can also Download three free chapters of my novel. Once again, the source material for all things Guy's Guy. It's called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's a novel, and it's been called The Man's Successor to Sex and the City by iconic 20th century author Dan Wakefield. It's a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stake world of Madison Avenue advertising. It's told from a male point of view. It's a lot of fun. It's fast. It's frothy. It's sexy. And uh, check out the reviews on Amazon before you purchase, but you can download the first three chapters for free and say, hey, I'm digging this, and then you can order the book, physical copy or digital copy. We appreciate the support there. So we're here for you each and every week on Guys Guys Radio. I have done, geez, I've, uh, I've probably interviewed close, closing in on 600 different guests we've had great conversations and connections with over the last few years. Our 600th show is coming up because in the past we did a lot of shows with two guests, but we've got a lot more great shows, great guests, great interviews and content coming up uh, for the remainder of 2023 and beyond. So I am so excited for your support and so appreciative of it. And I want to thank all of my wonderful guests who've been on the show and the, the upcoming guests. I want to thank my wonderful producer, Chris, my strategy guy, Ryan, and most of all, I want to thank you, my wonderful, wonderful audience that keeps growing and so supportive. And I love the comments on when I'm on Silka's show on YouTube and when Silka's on my show on YouTube. It really means a lot. And we're so appreciative and we just continue to grow because we're doing our best to help people. And that's what it's all about. So Guys Guys Radio, I'm going to see you again next week. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>